This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and I want to thank you all for joining us today for Messianic Vision. Our guest is a healing evangelist and also the host of a powerful teaching program called Empowered for Healing and Miracles. It's featured globally on the It's Supernatural Network. She conducts healing services, seminars, and conferences globally. She's also a dynamic preacher of the gospel and a prophetess to the nations. Now, as a full-time missionary for over 25 years in Guatemala, she has witnessed the supernatural and the miraculous healing power of God firsthand. Please welcome to the program today, Becky Dvorak. Hi, Becky. Hi there. It's it's wonderful to be with you. Well, it's so nice to have you back again. I know you've been with us a few times, and who God continues to give you revelation and information that you just cannot help but share with His children, and we are grateful for that. Now, listen, Becky, I know that you have written, and I have read, a brand new book, and it's called The Waves of Healing Glory. Now, you said this was actually birthed from a series of visions that God gave you? Um, Yes, it was. The first vision the Lord gave me, I think it was back in 2012. And at this time, I'm a missionary in Guatemala, and the Lord gave me this vision while praying in the Spirit, and it was a map of the United States. And, And I saw I saw a wave, a tsunami wave, coming through all the borders of the United States. And I saw myself, and I knew there were others as well, others coming into the States. And and it was a tsunami wave of healing glory. And, And the Lord had given me a word that no longer would people ask, why not healing in the West? And, it, and he was giving me this message to tell the people, be prepared to get wet <laughs> and not to be afraid of the living water. It's what they've been waiting for. And so it was an, an amazing vision to see this map of the United States and a tsunami wave coming from all the sides uh, of the map coming in. And it was working its way into into the United States. It was very amazing. Yes. And then the Lord gave me another vision, and this was later, a few years later, this particular vision, and I saw the shores again. I saw the map of the United States, and I saw the shores, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast. And, you know, in a tsunami wave, as, as a tsunami starts coming, What it first does, it pulls back. It's like it exposes. It pulls back the water away from the shore. And and that's what I was witnessing in this vision, that that the power of God was being pulled away from our shores. And I saw there was no more water on the beaches, on the shores. And in fact, the, the bottom of the ocean, it was all muddy and just really mucky and muddy and there were and there were ships that were that were stuck in the mud etc and and I knew that that the power of God had been pulled back and it was exposing what was taking place in the United States specifically in the church of the United States and and it was kind of sad to actually witness this, but it's part of a tsunami. Mm -hmm. The tsunami pulls the water away from the shore, and it does expose whatever's on that ocean bottom. It it, it exposes it, and ships are, they are um, stuck in the mud, so to speak. They can't move. Nothing is moving. And so that's the second one. And then another vision that I want to share with you about this, and I've had many visions, but these are just 
three visions that I think are very pertinent to share with this. Then I saw a vision of Central Park in New York City. And and what was amazing was the people in the park, they were slain all over the the grass. I mean, they were just laying all over the place. Not not dead, but slain in the spirit. Uh-huh. And they were having personal encounters with God. Wow. And it's part of this tsunami wave of healing glory that is beginning to hit. And it was amazing to see it because I knew in my spirit that these people were seeking or even just plain questioning if God was real. Yes. And there was just this Holy Spirit power, just this tsunami of of the Holy Spirit just coming so strong upon this nation because, as I shared with you before, the vision before, the tsunami had pulled the water, the power away from our shores, from the western shores of the United States. And the church, the condition of the church was exposed. And, you know, I really believe, whether the world knows it or not, they need the church. Mm -hmm. Even though they they complain about us, they hate us, (laughs) they say all kinds of vile things against us, they don't realize they need Christians to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. They need us strong in the faith. They have no idea how much blessing we cause upon the nation that we live in. Yes. And you know what? You know, they're like lean-tos, you know, and they're leaning on on us, the pillars, and they have no idea. Yes, and you know what? Where their blessing is coming from. When when I was reading this, there were so many parts of it that made me think sometimes we, as the church, we don't know how much the world needs us. We don't really understand what we have to give to them and where they would be without us. So this is a great word uh, to non-believers about the church, and it's also a great word to the church. So this was awesome. Mm-hmm. Becky, when I, when I saw the title of this, The Waves of Healing Glory, I just could not read it because I know that you definitely have the spiritual gift of healing, and, and that's definitely one of your core teachings. You teach on healing, you minister healing, and it's manifested in your meetings and wherever you go. But but you say that it's not the teaching aspect of it that creates the miracles. You're right, because I can effectively train you to lay hands on the sick and, you know, and all of that. I, I can teach you that very quickly in a short session or two. But what creates great miracles in the natural is birth deep in the supernatural realm. Mm. Yes, yes. I mean, you've even, you, in Guatemala, I mean, you have faced some pretty, pretty dangerous situations. You've even had, as you've manifested healings and, and, and they have seen the miraculous, you've even had witch doctors that are like, oh, no, no, I want that. How do I get that? Grabbing at you and trying to take your things. Um. Yes, what... These witch doctors are actually the witch doctors coming out of eastern Tanzania in Africa, and they're the witch doctors that kind of train other witch doctors around the world. And and these witch doctors, you know, they, they would grab hold of my hands because I would go and minister the word of the Lord to them and witness to them, and plus I was in their villages. I was out in the bush, you know, where the lions are and all of that. Yes. And the Maasai tribe. (laughs) And so, I mean, I was way out in the bush in the Serengeti Plains of Tanzania. And the people are controlled by witch doctors there, and they're very powerful. And I... And I hope this isn't misunderstood, but I, but I pray that the church would would ramp up in their authority over all that God has given to us, which mm-hmm. is over Satan and all of his wicked works. But I would pray that the church would start stepping into that power that these witch doctors have, because we actually have a greater power as these witch doctors witness. And they would grab hold of my hands in meetings and stuff and ask me for 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 my power to heal. And they would be, 
you know, they would, there was a blind one, a blind witch doctor, and he would have to lift up his one eye to look at what was going on around him. And he would be feeling my rings and my bracelets, and, and he's looking for some kind of a trinket, you know, a, a, a trinket, a witchcraft, of magic, you know. So where was I getting this power from? And at the same time, I also have in meetings, you know, in Christian meetings, I have the people begging me as if I'm withholding something from them to give them what I have. Mm. And so to both to both parties in, in this situation, I have responded basically the same way. You can have what I have even more. But you have to surrender to the Messiah, our Lord and Savior Jesus. And I... And I want to be perfectly clear in this. It's not me or another human being that you want to touch. Quite frankly, that's idolatry. Yes. You need to touch the heart of God. He's the one you need to grab a hold of and not let go of. And so whether it's it's Christian or non-believer that's coming after this power, it's the Holy Spirit, it's its relationship with the Heavenly Father, Jesus. That's who they need to latch on to, not us. Yes, yes. Now, Becky, tell me a few little things here before we dig in too deep. Uh, what are we going to learn in this in this new book, The Waves of Healing Glory? What, what are some of the things that we're going to learn? Well, you're going to discover that there are six waves of God that are moving across the earth. There are, and I explain them to you and teach you all about them and how to step into it. And you also learn about the counterwaves that the enemy is using against the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so important, the deep secrets in the supernatural realm that will take you to, the, to this level of faith and trust, because that's what faith is, it's trust in our Redeemer to work in you as he wills in these in this latter-day tsunami wave of healing glory. And I'm telling you, it's time to ride these waves of God's healing glory. Oh, I like that line. It's not a, it's not a wave to be afraid of or to run from. It's a wave no. to ride on. Ooh. <laughs> Amen. And, you know, it's the fastest way to win people to the Lord. And it's, and it's the Lord's way, you know, in... In the Great Commission, in Mark, in the Great Commission, you know, we are told how to evangelize. We are we are all commissioned as disciples in the Lord. We are all commissioned to go out and lay hands yes. on the sick, to raise the dead and all of that. And so it's not just a few people that God has handpicked. No, he is expecting and he's needing the full body of Christ to rise up in these last days yes. and take on this commission of the Lord yes. and and win the people to the Lord. But signs and wonders, Amen. healing and miracles is the fastest way and most effective way, and it was Jesus's way. Yes, yes. Now, you said this wave is different from others before. Yes, this wave is different than other waves from before. It won't be in isolated locations of people receiving, you know, in small pockets, small meetings, or just, you know, individual meetings, you know, in this place, or you got to travel over here to, to, to meet up with the Spirit of God or whatever. It's not that. This is, this is something that's, that is so powerful, and it's not, not going to be a ministry. It's not going to be a person, you know, and anybody that's trying to even take credit or glory for this should be rebuked because this is an end times move of Holy Spirit and he's moving through all people. And whatever your arena of influence is, that is where God will use you. Because I may be a healing evangelist, I may have meetings, and I may have a TV show and write books and whatever, but you can walk right up to your neighbor's house and you can minister to them right where they're at, where I would have to be invited by them 
whether they turned on a TV show or whatever, but you've got direct access to them. That's right. So again, this is a, a different kind of a wave that that was before. People don't have to travel to one to see this person and that person. I mean, it's going to be moving, flowing. This healing power of the Lord is going to be flowing through all of us that are willing to move. This is something, Becky, I feel like that you do so, so well. You said now now this wave, this move of God is is twofold. It's not only will we be ministering healing, but we're going to also learn to equip others. And I think you just, you do that so well. Now, now one thing that I got out of what you were just saying, that it's not going to be isolated places, but it's going to be like all over the place. What kind of results are you talking about just all over the place? Where all of us, everyone, not just some of us, but all of us, are going to witness the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak, the paralytics walk, cancerous tumors disappear, Mm. incurable diseases healed, the dead rise. And also the Lord really spoke to me about this with unusual types of miracles are also included in this wave. Yes, yes. Now, when I when I read that unusual miracles, I'm like, oh, God, you know, what is coming? This is going to be so amazing. And and this another reason that you said that you wrote this is that you needed to tell people, don't be afraid of this living water. Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because it's what we've been waiting for. And it's now time because we're in the last days. And the light is colliding with the darkness, and we can all see it, we can hear it, um, we're all living through it. But even though things are going to get very dark, in order for our light to shine the brightest, the the darkness has to be very strong. But we don't have to be afraid of it, because we've got the greater one living in us, and we are equipped with the power of yes. Holy Spirit. And our light is going to shine so bright. And the light in us, Jesus, the Messiah, they will be drawn to that light in us. Yes. And and I really believe and and I and I think it goes with the one of the visions I shared in the beginning of this interview about Central Park in New York City, where the people were just slain all over. I really believe that we are going to just be walking through the crowd. And as they come into our shadow, they're going to come into such a strong presence of Holy Spirit that that they are just going to be healed and slain in the Spirit, and their needs are going to be physically met, spiritually met. It's an amazing time that we are living in. Yes, yes. Here's something that that I love when you were talking about, okay, this is not a person. This is not even a geographical location. The point that you were making clear, clear, clear is that these manifestations of God's promises, they weren't operating because of a physical person or a physical location. But, oh, Becky, this is what you said. They're activated when the supernatural powers of faith are switched on. Give, give me a couple examples of what you're talking about here. The activation of the supernatural powers of faith being switched mm-hmm. on. What does that mean? Okay, I'm going to give you some healing testimonies. Okay. We all love healing testimonies. Yes. These are yes. real-life testimonies, people I know. One is my son, Joaquin, in Guatemala. Now, he's a young, strong, hardworking man, young man. He's like 21, 22 years old right now, depending when this airs, okay? But um, so, I mean, he's young. He's married. He's, he's a dad. And anyway, he has been struggling with back pain. That's a real young age to be struggling with back problems. Yes. And, you know, when we live down there, you know, he's one of our adopted sons, and I would tell him, let's trust God. Let's pray together. And now he has witnessed healing and miracles. He's come with us, laid hands on the sick. He has witnessed miracles. I mean, amazing miracles. You know, the blind, seeing the deaf, hearing the whole bit. People getting out of their wheelchairs. He's 
been a witness to this. But when it came to himself, he had a difficult time. And, you know, he was young and made some mistakes in life or whatever. And, and he allowed kind of like that guilt and all of that to to hold him back. Yes. Even though his life was right with the Lord and, you know, he had asked to be forgiven, all of that. He was still struggling to receive from God. And so he started checking in at his young age, talking to people that he knew, what about what about back surgery? And, and, and so he talked to someone and they said, you know, there's no guarantee and you will probably have a life of back pain having this surgery. And he's like going, oh, wait a minute, maybe I ought to start considering what mom has been telling me all these years <laughs> yes. you know, about trusting God and let's, let's believe God for that healing. And so what he did, he laid his hand on his own back and it was instantly healed. Wow. Instantly healed. And I mean, he was in such pain. He was considering surgery at a very young age and instantly he was healed. Well, it didn't just stop there because I believe that we are to receive and then to release this amazing yes, healing yes. power, whoever we are. And and so now comes into a more serious situation. His wife, Rose, um, is in the hospital, and it appears she's having a miscarriage. And the doctors are saying, I mean, she's bleeding very heavily. These are two very young believers in the Lord, very young. But it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord. None of that matters. But anyway, and so there's heavy bleeding going on. The doctor is telling them, abort, abort, abort. Mm. There is no hope. And my son, Joaquin, actually rebuked the doctor and said, no, they would not do that. And they, you know, they came for life, not for him to, you know, to take it away from them. Yes, you know? and so right. I mean, and, I, and I think, well, you kind of sound like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, you know, he he stood his ground. And and these two together, you know, they called us up because we're now living in the States. And so all of this he's having to activate on his own faith, no matter how young he is. He's having to activate his own faith. Mm. And he switched on his faith, his trust in God. And and a few days later, Rose comes home from the hospital. It's as if nothing had happened. Mm. And the medical profession, they witnessed a miracle. Yes, yes. So you would think... Now, maybe Joaquin maybe, maybe had a little bit of an upper edge or something, a little bit of um, favor or something there because he was your son. But you're saying, no, 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 that's not the way it works. He had to no. activate his own faith. And he did. So for me and for people that are listening, we need to activate our own faith. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. There was a lady. I'm going to share another testimony with you. And she's from the United States. Actually, she was from North Carolina. Her name was Penny. And I was at a healing um, conference, you know, ministering. And I kept having this, uh, you know, I have prophetic words during the meetings, and the Lord is revealing what's going on with the people. And, And twice I said, there is someone here with something behind your ear, like a growth or something behind your ear. Mm. And this woman, her name is Penny, she heard the word and she latched onto that prophetic word, knowing God was confirming with her because she had a tumor, a brain tumor behind the ear. And, you know, she was scheduled for surgery, you know, they were going to remove it, whatever. But she decided that she's a believer and she was going to trust God. And now she's at this healing conference and she's receiving this prophetic word, not once, but twice. And so we ministered to, over her, and and she was healed from it. And now she also didn't just receive, but now she took that same power and began to release it using her own healing testimony to the people around her. 
and she began ministering healing to those around her. And she had a special, a special like anointing, a special calling to go and minister to people in cancer wards. Oh yes. And so, you know, it's that spiritual multiplication process that we read about in Genesis one twenty six through twenty eight, and 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 it, and and I call it receive and release, but it's really spiritual multiplication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that you teach that. There's so many, you know, you've been with us several times, and each time it's just solid, biblical, revelatory teaching, and the receive and then release. You have always Amen. taught that. Yeah, yes, I love that. Tell me, spiritually speaking, you compare a tsunami wave of this healing glory that's coming, sort of the same way that a natural tsunami begins. Yes, I do. And it was the Spirit of the Lord that gave me this first chapter of this book because it was like, Lord, I've never been through a tsunami. I need your help. You've given me these visions, and I know I'm supposed to write about this. You've given me words to speak. Okay, pull this together for me. And he brought it together comparing um, this tsunami wave of healing glory, a a supernatural wave, to a natural wave. And, And a tsunami is a giant wave caused by earthquakes or volcanic eruptions under the sea. But spiritually speaking, this tsunami wave of healing glory begins the same way a natural tsunami does with a great earthquake. And we can find recorded in Matthew 28, verse 2, at the resurrection of Jesus, when the angel of the Lord came and rolled the stone away and globally announced that Jesus was no longer dead, but risen just as he had said, in this resurrection power we can and do have a tsunami wave of healing glory. And it started with this earthquake of when Jesus rose from the dead. (laughs) That's pretty exciting, huh? I think so. (laughs) I think it's awesome. Let me take just a second here and let everyone know about this honestly powerful, powerful package that you have put together, Becky. And it is your brand new book. And you've also included a three CD audio teaching series that goes right along with the book. And they are both called The Waves of Healing Glory. Now, here's something that I found that you have included these these powerful faith confessions and declarations in the book. And you are going to include an an insert card for the book or for your Bible of one of these declarations, and it's the declaration that is called, uh, get ready for it, I love this one, I will not be silent. Woo! (laughs) And I know as we move on in the program here, everybody is going to hear, what are we talking about? I will not be silent. Well, just remember, you're going to get her brand new book, her audio teaching series, and this powerful faith declaration card that says, I will not be silent. And Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get it. So please listen in for that. Okay, Becky. I want to talk about some of the waves. Now, I know we don't have a whole lot of time to spend on each one of them. If you mm-hmm. if you want to pull out something special about one, then you certainly do that. But let's go through them um, briefly, maybe. <laughs> and, okay. and then mm-hmm. when everybody gets this wonderful material, they can learn more and more. But let's let's start with number one, wave number one. Worship. Worship. You know, worship is such an important part of our relationship with the Lord, and yet I believe it can be so misunderstood by believers, Mm. because worship is one of the major waves flooding the earth in these latter days, and we cannot afford confusion and dissension among us. Worship is a powerful tool to be wielded with skill and determination, and that might all sound like a lot of you know, a lot to take in, but I really believe, keeping it simple, we are to worship in spirit and in truth. And our life should be a song for the Lord. Everything we should, everything we do should be to glorify and lift up our Father God. Yes, and that is something that you were talking about a moment ago, 
activating the supernatural power in our lives, worship is actually one of those ways to do that. Yes, it is. And, you know, I I teach people in the book about building their own sanctuary. And I don't mean it has to be one where you build a new building or whatever. You can, whatever's in your heart, whatever. But, you know, for me, I had I found when, when we were living in Guatemala because the rooftops were flat and and we would have these verandas um railings around so you don't fall off. So yes. it's like having a big balcony on top of your house. And my sanctuary was at nighttime when everybody in my family and in the children's home were asleep. And I would go up to to the rooftop and I would just spend time worshiping and praying in the Spirit and spending quiet time listening to the Spirit of God under the stars. Now, we lived out in the village, so the stars were quite spectacular. And I would just walk around that place. But the first time when when, when I actually decided, because I used to walk in the field, in the soccer field, and, and I don't know, I just felt led to to change my place and have it on the rooftop. And so what I did was I went up there intentionally and I had a bottle of oil and I anointed that place. I just walked around this big roof, you know, flat roof. I just walked around it and anointed the whole roof with oil as I prayed in the spirit and worshiped God. And as I'm doing this, you know, I'm I might have been on my knees worshiping the Lord and all of that at that time. But, you know, and I got up and and I was looking out and something caught my eye and it was a big ball of fire. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, okay, what am I seeing now here? Here I'm just dedicating this sanctuary to God, this special place to God. And it was my place with him and it was... And it was a time that I set aside every night, and I would go up there, and I would just spend time praying in the Spirit, just praying in the Spirit and being led by Him how to pray and intercede and whatever. Yes, yes. Okay? And so here I see this giant ball of fire, and it's out in the field, and it's like, okay, what is that? And it started to kind of like follow me, and then... You know, and, and I have to be honest with you, it was a little unnerving. It was so I, huge. I guess. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Um, I'm thinking I'm up here, you know, worshiping God, you know, praying in the Spirit. And, but he's meeting me here, okay. <laughs> and I mean, which is glorious. But here's this big ball of fire, and it moves. It starts moving towards me, and, and I was a little unnerved. I don't know why, but I was. And I remember kind of like, going off to the side, and what I told one pastor that, and he said, how ridiculous, Becky. <laughs> and I said, yes, it was. <laughs> but whatever, it's how I, it was how I responded, because it was like, okay, what am I witnessing now? And, and this big ball of fire, you know, it was, was traveling, and it traveled fast, and it came to the middle of the rooftop with me. And it was, no matter where I turned, it would follow me, and it was this giant fireball in the middle of the roof, you know, in the middle of, of, of the rooftop. And I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, it aligned itself with me directly, and it came with such speed, and it came all over me. And, you know, and, and since then, in meetings and stuff, you know, I noticed a change. People were witnessing where they could see the angels, mm-hmm. and... And they could see the angels that travel with me and stuff. And they also, people, I've had numerous people tell me, especially when they can't find the meeting place or, you know, they're new to the area, especially if they're coming from another part of the world yes, to a meeting, yes. you, know, they're, you know, but they actually have this fireball that leads them to the meeting itself. Wow. And so anyway, it's just been, you know, it, it's a special sanctuary and, and and I loved it, and, and so much happened, so much happened up on that rooftop because I dedicated it to the Lord. Yes. Now, you may not have a flat rooftop. You may have a special chair in your living room, and my, my point is 
find a place. Find some place during the day or the night where you can be alone with God. And it's just between you and Him. And it's something you look forward to. And anoint that place. Mm, Anoint it with oil. Anoint it with worship. Anoint it by praying in the Holy Spirit in tongues. And the main point of it is, after you've been praying in the Spirit, close your mouth and open up your ears and let God speak to you. Yes. And He'll direct the whole thing. Yes. Yes. You know, I hear you saying that this sanctuary that you you build so that you can intimately worship the Lord is a powerful place, a supernatural place. So I would I would even say I, I was so encouraged to find my sanctuary, enter my sanctuary and even ask, Lord, in this place. You know, let let me open my ears, let me close my mouth, and let me ask you to speak to me. So, we, would you Amen. would you pray for a moment that those that are listening might do that same thing? Father God, you know those who are listening and those who you are speaking to that are that are receiving this revelation of having a special place, a special time where they've just dedicated a little corner of their living space. To you, and it's your place at a certain time every day or every night. And I pray, Father God, that they will grow leaps and bounds in the spirit realm as they pray in the Holy Spirit, worship you in spirit yes. and in truth, and that they will begin, if they don't already hear you readily, yes. that they can just, wherever they are, they can just. Hear your voice so loud and clear because they have taken the time alone with you and to actually practice listening to Mm. your voice. Right. And they learn to recognize it. They mature from becoming land and into sheep. They mature because you say your sheep hear your voice and another voice they will not follow. They will learn to recognize your voice and not be afraid and learn to obey in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Okay, let's touch on a few others of these waves uh, before we have to go. Wave number two. Okay. Wave number two is repentance. In order for us to have true revival, there needs to be repentance, true repentance, and it needs to start in the heart of an individual. Yes. It, we individually, we each need to repent. And if we say we don't know what to repent of, ask the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be free in all areas of life. And, you know, this is not about condemnation and, you know, Father God taking a hammer and beating it over your head. No. <laughs> It's about being free, because whom the Lord loves, he reproves, he corrects. That's a part of parenting, and he is our father, and he is going to reprove us. He's going to bring correction to us. And so in order for us to truly walk in revival, true revival, we need to first repent of sin. And sin can also be doubt and unbelief. I mean, there's many areas that we choose not to look at as sin, but it is. Well, this is a a thought that I really latched on into this when you were talking about if you want to go deep in the Lord, if you want to swim in the deepest parts, if you want that deep place in the Lord, then it starts it starts with the depths of repentance. I thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful line. Okay, let's go through a couple of these real fast. Let me just read off a couple, and then we'll dig back into the last couple before we leave. Wave number three, revelation, and that's truth. That's that's truth. And I know that you teach in this chapter, Becky, about how our enemy, he's a lying spirit, and he's fearful of the truth. <laughs> and I like this, yes. and, and he's fearful of what will happen when God's truth 
is revealed to us. So that is going to be a mighty wave of healing glory for sure. Also, we mm-hmm. talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how he, he can lead us and guide us and be our counsel. So wave number four, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about this one. Wave number five, Becky. Yes, wave number five is a wave against the spirit of death. We don't have to surrender right. our will yes. to yes. fear and to the spirit of death. We don't have to. Mm. We have authority over Satan and all of his wicked works, according to the New Testament. And we have the right to say, no, back up, get out of here. And I have been praying this over my household since all of this, and I've been doing it for many years, ever since I was a young Christian in the beginning of the 80s. I've been praying over my family. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Yes. No evil will come near our dwelling. And I've been speaking to this spirit of death and all these pandemics and all the evil they're bringing with us. You are not coming through our doors. You will not have your way with us in Jesus' name. And and I even speak to it and say, when you come, even try to come to our doorway, you will smell the power of the blood of Jesus. Wow. And I say to you, back off in Jesus' name. Whew. We need to get very, um, how, what do you want to say? Very um, determined. Vocal. In, and in our, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> very vocal and, and vicious with the enemy because he's out to steal, to kill, and to destroy us. And we need to hold up the standard of the blood and say, back off. You don't belong here. Get out. Yes. That's how I believe. Well, and and that brings us to what you call the church's response. So how should the the church respond to all these things of of the enemy trying to tear us down and wear us down? And you're saying we're we're like, no, mm -mm, get out of here, like you just said. But you Mm -hmm. have included in on this resource package a bookmark or an insert for your book or Bible. And it's a confession of faith, a declaration that says, I will not be silent. What does that say, Becky? Well, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. So that you hear, and it's powerful. You know, if we will put our faith, you know, speak this out, declare it from our from our very being. In the name of Messiah, Jesus, my Redeemer, with all boldness, I will preach the gospel, the gospel of peace, and I will speak the truth in love. I am ready in season and out of season to preach the word, reprove, rebuke, and exhort. I wisely decree a separation between spiritual light and darkness. I prophesy life to dead bones. And by faith, I call things that are not as though they already were. And I live to declare the glory of the Lord. I will worship him in spirit and in truth. And I will speak to my brothers and sisters in the faith, with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit all the days of my life. I will not be silent. Amen. Amen. I'm going to amen with you on that one. Yes, that's a good one. I'm going to carry that around with my Bible and in my book as well. Becky, speak into this real quick. You say that we are equipped to win. We're equipped as the church. We have spoken up. We're not going to be silent. This is what we're going to say. And we are equipped to win. Mm -hmm. We are equipped to win. We are more than conquerors. And more than conquerors, to be more than a conqueror, it's one thing to be a conqueror and to win a battle. But to be more than a conqueror, I think you are aggressive against your enemy. You're the one that starts the battle. You don't wait for the battle to come upon you. And so it's time to polish the shields, sharpen the swords, and tighten our belts, you know, that belt of truth. Yes. And and we are not to be cloaked in fear, but in faith. We are faith creatures, and we are equipped to win. Yes, yes. Well, I love that. I wanted to talk about one more wave before we leave, and um, and that is wave number six. Tell us about it. The healing power of God's love. Wow. You know, 
These waves of healing glory are empowered by selfless love of God. His love is the reason for everything he has ever done for us. In fact, what does it say in Romans 5, 8? God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love is powerful, and it's packed with redemptive qualities that release us from all forms of bondage. And I will say it, and I will keep saying it. We, the church, Donna, need to be ready for what's coming. Yes. We need to be ready because we have people that are so godless out there. They don't, they are not taught about the Lord. They don't know right from wrong. We have a whole slew of people that are given over to a reprobate mind. And I know there's a lot of controversy in that, but before they are fully, completely turned over to a reprobate mind, you know, right as they're getting really close, because a reprobate mind is one that's rejected by God. We, the church, need to be strong, and we need to be operating in the uncompromising, unconditional love of God. Yes. I'm not saying that we are to, to compromise when it comes to sin. No. These people need to hear the truth, and they need to hear the truth in love. But many people in this end times harvest are coming, and they don't look like churched people yes. because they're not. And their their lives are an absolute mess, absolute filth, and they need what we have, and they are going to be drawn as darker as, as these days become. We the true believers, the true believers in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus himself, we are going to shine so bright that in order, it, we, we could say that the oil of our brightness is is his love. And, and we need to allow the power of Holy Spirit, yes, to work in and through us, to operate through us. Yes. Where we have a prophetic word that sets these people free where we willingly lay hands on the sick. We aren't intimidated by what we see. We just go right up and offer hope because that's what these people need. Yes. And if we don't give it, these people are lost and dying and going to hell. And we see how quickly the enemy is working in these last days. He's trying to steal the harvest, the end times harvest, this last day's harvest from us from God. and But the way we are going to win them is by the uncompromising love of God. Yes. We're not afraid to say right from wrong. This is right. This is wrong. These people don't know. And I'm telling you, they are a mess. But <laughs> we've got the answer. That's right. That will clean up their life. That is the Lord. That's right. I want us to remember it's in the deep depths that a tsunami is formed where it's not yet seen in the supernatural realm, in the deep depths of the workings of Holy Spirit, power is formed and released as the waves travel inland to where the people are, the height of this great wave of healing glory can be seen. It is formed by the deep depths and the powered by the love of God. Wow. Wow. Becky, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing this revelation with us. Will you pray for everyone just before we leave? Well, right now, Father God, we take this time and we pray for the listeners today. We know, Father God, you know right where they're at. You know where they're hurting. You know where they're missing it in life. And we ask, Father God, that your love, your uncompromising and unconditional love would hover over the people. In the mighty name of Yeshua, our Messiah, Jesus, the love that he shed at Calvary for their salvation, for their healing, for their deliverance, that they would get the revelation truth of it and they would sense the calling, the wooing of Holy Spirit himself 
and they would latch on to that that life-giving voice and and receive Yeshua as their Savior, receive that forgiveness of their sins, and receive the healing and the creative miracles and the deliverance that they so need. In the mighty name of Jesus, and for those that are already in right standing with you, Father God, that we will hear this message with ears to hear and eyes that see, and we will step up to the plate of the Great Commission and walk this out in these last days yes, yes. and release a mighty move of Holy Spirit, a mighty move, a mighty wave of healing glory everywhere we go in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, yes. Thank you, Becky. And I'd like to leave everybody with one thought that was one of my absolute favorites. Becky, you have said that these waves of healing glory are not waves that we need to be afraid of. These are not waves that we need to run from, but waves that we believers, the church, should ride. Wow, that sounds very exciting to me. So I want everybody to please listen for Sid here in just a moment. And he's going to tell you how you can get Becky Dvorak's brand new book and her brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series. And they are called The Waves of Healing Glory. Plus this powerful confession of faith and declaration card called I Will Not Be Silent. Sid? God showed Becky Dvorak a tsunami wave of supernatural healing that would hit the world. These are not waves to run from, but waves for believers to ride, to usher in the great tsunami harvest of souls. In her brand new book, Waves of Healing Glory, Becky teaches you how to position yourself to catch these waves and help release God's tsunami power across the whole earth. You'll also learn to access the heart of Father God and overcome all enemy strategies. Be sure to get Becky's brand new book and her brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, The Waves of Healing Glory, plus a faith declaration card for your book or Bible that'll place you in the forefront of this tsunami harvest of souls all for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9795. Once again, that's offer number 9795. 